It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Episode 40. Cryptocurrencies Part 3. Hey Chainers, and welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. Alright, so this is round three of our cryptocurrency series. Woohoo! <laughs> Feels like it's been a lot of information about crypto. Yes, my brain sometimes just feels like it's going to explode. We have learned so much about this. Yeah, it's insane. Well, and I take that back. I have learned <laughs> oh, no, so much I, I have about learned it. a lot about it as well. It's a very new, very new space. So there's a ton to learn. And I think it's one of those spaces that's constantly developing. So mm-hmm. we're going to see a lot more to come in a lot more future episodes, hopefully, and just as the future goes on. Just in life. Yeah, just in life. <laughs> okay, good deal. <laughs> Keeps life interesting. <laughs> well, are you ready to jump in and listen to what Dominic has to say today? Yeah, so today is a little bit more about mining. And, you know, I think it's a phrase that a lot of people hear, and it's like, what is that? <laughs> Honestly, when I think of mining, I think of the seven dwarfs. you have like a full snow white going on over there basically yeah (laughs) awesome okay should we dive right in yeah awesome let's do it welcome to chain of wealth here's your host dennis inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom hey chainers and welcome to part three of cryptocurrency my guest today is Dominic Florzak. He has a B-Farm with distinction from the University of the Witwatersrand and an MBA in Business Administration from Heriot Watt University. He's currently the Managing Director of a pharmaceutical company and in charge of the firm's corporate cryptocurrency portfolio. He's an experienced trader dealing with both stocks and cryptocurrency. Welcome back, Dominic. Thank you very much. So... I wanted to chat to you today about mining. Loads of people are very curious what mining is. They've heard that you can mine Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency. So first off, what is mining? And secondly, is it still a thing that people can make money off? All right, that's a good question. Um, Mining essentially is getting paid to verify transactions. So for example, I'll leave my computer on and it will make sure that Uh, X amount of transactions a day were supposed to go through to those accounts. So we're kind of part of a jury and uh, we work on auditing the ledger, which is on the blockchain and saying, okay, yes, this transaction is confirmed, send it through. And every time you do that kind of verification, you get a portion of a Bitcoin. Um, When it comes to, is it profitable? That's a more complicated question. You'd have to look at profitability calculators, which you can simply go online. But for example, if you said to me today, you know, Dominic, I want to start mining Bitcoin. I'd say to you, are you connected with certain Chinese companies? Do you have an ASIC card? Because what the Chinese have done, for example, over there is 
they have a specific hardware which can verify transactions faster and more efficiently than your normal PC that you're talking to me now on. So from that perspective, that's a kind of um, analysis you'd have to run on yourself, uh, by yourself to see if is it profitable. Is it profitable? Of course it is. That's why people do it. So, for example, you can use a CPU to mine certain currencies. There's even a new one called Burst where you map the free hard drive space you have and you'll mine that. And the nice thing about that one is it's eco-friendly. It uses a small percent, or a small percentile of electricity that you'd use to mine the currency as compared to all other currencies. And obviously that's something we want. We don't want 1 billion people on the planet sitting there with their computers on day and night, day and night to um, make or generate these cryptocurrencies. That's not what we want for Mother Earth. Um, it's not something we want for our children. So things are changing with regard to that. But to answer your question, yes, that's what mining is and it's definitely profitable. Uh, especially if you consider how long you're willing to wait before you sell off the coins that you make. So, for example, my computer and laptops, I mine off of a cloud-based system. It's very simple. I'm not going to mention it because there are issues with it, but uh, I do get a small portion for having my computer on. I do allow a, a bit of my CPU processing power to work while I do, you know, simple things like work on Excel or Microsoft Word, and I get certain coins such as Monero. Um, so yeah, but on the topic, which your consumers should know the difference, there's a big difference between mining and minting. So minting is the greatest thing, and that's something I'm very excited about. Minting is basically where you, it's called proof of stake minting, and you stake your coins, uh, in your wallet to verify other transactions. So for example, I spoke about it earlier. If you have 1000 OMIS Go in the next few months, you'll have them in your wallet. And while your computer's on via that wallet system, it will actually be verifying transactions going on in the network. And then you'll get a certain percentage, such as let's say you would get interest from a bank, but a much higher level for um, having that wallet on with that certain amount of coins. And if, for example, you do try and hack or mess with the system, then you likely will very much lose all your coins. So that stops people from uh, tinkering and tampering with the verification chain. Uh, in my opinion, it's far easier for a civilian such as myself. I, I'm not a computer expert by any degree. I'm, I'm not a programmer. Uh, it took a lot of years of research to even barely understand what, what's going on here in the crypto sphere. But yeah. Very, very excited. I wouldn't mind if I had the the savvy for it and the equipment. I don't really. Um, I don't have the hard drive space free on my computer to mine burst. Um, but I do definitely have uh, enough in a certain token, for example, to put it up for proof of stake and mint on it, which, uh, yeah, is something I'm very, very excited for. And I do believe with coins like that, their values will jump high because it opens up the sphere of sharing profits to normal civilians such as uh, you, myself, uh, and friends that, for example, I've gotten into the sphere. We, we, don't, we don't have the time, we don't have the money, we don't have the skills to go into mining Bitcoin, for example. And even if we did, I don't want to burn out my computer, which is another risk you, you have if you really want to make high profits. Definitely it's a makes specialty. Sense. Yeah. 
Yeah. So based on my understanding of mining, it takes a huge amount of computer power and complexity to actually verify a transaction. And as time goes on, the transactions get more complicated. So you end up getting paid a little bit less to mine as time goes on. So what happens if there's not enough miners verifying transactions, if it becomes no longer worth it for the miners to mine? So, for example, when that happens with, let's say, Bitcoin, what you're going to have there is they're going to have to change to a proof of stake mechanism. Or, uh, for example, you know, this is a good question. I guess they would turn around and probably by that stage, there should be such mass adoption that your wallet will automatically do it. And you won't even, you know, receive a return for it, which isn't, you know, an ideal way to do it. I don't want to speak for the Bitcoin core team. Uh, That's something that we'd have to identify then. But it isn't something that I'd worry about because there are numerous mechanisms around it. That definitely makes sense. So mining is, is in essence, at its core, verifying transactions on the blockchain. So now let's dive back into Rayblox. From what I understand, there's no need to verify transactions. So how do we, how does Rayblox differ from Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies? The transaction is being verified. It's just being verified very fast by your own computer. And if I'm not mistaken, it's not, it's, it's not done in a way where you could actually tamper with it. Uh, it's complicated technology. It's new. It's very hard for me to explain, but I can assure you one thing that the transaction is verified. But what makes the technology great is they found some kind of method to verify the transaction way faster than, for example, Bitcoin. So Bitcoin uses a one megabyte node at the moment, and that's where your verifications take place in, and that's what's causing very slow transaction speed. So because there's this fluidity of the lattice structure on Rayblox, it allows the transaction to occur much, much quicker. And you can also, for example, as a developer, say you want eight transaction verifications or 36 verifications before a transaction is sent through. What Rayblox could have done, I'm not going to speak on what they have done because I'm not 100% certain, they could have turned around and said two verifications is enough or one self-verification is enough because it's immutable. Right. That's what they could have done. Um, but that's, yeah, that's that's some complicated research that an individual would have to go into um, if, if that premise uh, is important to them. It's definitely interesting where everything is heading with the crypto sphere and these new currencies that pop up. And over time, like when adoption becomes a bit more general, I think we're going to see even crazier stuff, maybe even credit being offered like entirely in crypto and you know people having to people will be able to buy a house using crypto credit as such yeah i mean with ether lend i don't think we're too far from it funny enough those kind of new coins that have been coming around um are doing really really well people really like the concept so you know go for it good for them hopefully they can uh, offer something more than than traditional banks do. Uh, I haven't looked too much into that, but they do have interesting mechanisms of ensuring that you, uh, how you say, you 
set all the debts that you have with whoever's lending you the currency. Uh, if that's something that interests yourself or your listeners, definitely go and YouTube Etherland and maybe see if someone can explain it to you better. I'm not going to try explain it because I've put very little research into it at the current state. Um, but yeah, it is it is something that's been popping up on my radar. It's also interesting that cryptocurrencies are starting to be recognized by the global financial system. And what I mean is um, there is now, well, I don't, I'm not sure if it's implemented yet, but there's going to be futures and options trading on the Chicago mercantile system. So you'll be able to take out a put or a call option on a certain cryptocurrency, which if you think the gains are high now, just with buying the currencies, if you're actually to take out options and put some calls, your gain or loss could be substantially higher, which is really going to be an interesting space to get into. Yeah, funny enough, um, ETFs were launched on the NASDAQ exchange for Bitcoin. I think that was yesterday. So it's, it's bringing a lot of attention to the cryptocurrency sphere, which I love. Yeah, it's definitely good. And the more attention it gets, the more mainstream it's going to go as well. And with it going mainstream, more adoption means, you know, the price is going to go even further up. So it, I think 2018, 2019, 2020 is definitely going to be some interesting years to see where we end up. Yeah, it's, it's just a test. Can you hold? Can you buy currency now and hold? Because, yeah, I think if if you can, you're going to be very, very happy, especially if just one of the currencies you hold gets um, gets a, a real world use adoption. For example, I bring out Omis Go, where they they try and you know they say they they want to bring the banks to the unbanked um, in in countries in East Asia where certain individuals don't even have access to banks, and they're making this app on your phone which will give you access to certain um, offers that a bank would offer you, and if that really kicks in as promised then you know just from that currency perspective alone it would it would be a significant bump up in value you know i mean you could go there as an individual buy some omis go on exchange there in the us go to asia for a holiday and you could be paying off your phone using a qr code and and that's that in omis yeah it's definitely some interesting times that we're headed for and i also think that you know as, as time does go on people are going to be more open to using it. So talking about what's the next sort of steps for an investor and someone that's looking to get into crypto, first off, I think the main, well, one of the first steps anyone can take is opening up a Coinbase account. So you can head over to chainofwealth.com slash Coinbase. And if you, if your first, or if your transactions are over a hundred dollars, you're going to be getting $10 of uh, Bitcoin for free. So that's chainofwealth.com slash Coinbase. So what sort of coins would you recommend an investor buy as of now? It's currently January 2018. Um, okay, well, I would suggest I'm going to list a whole bunch, which I do like, which individuals can look into. Sorry, just, 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 just before you do, I'm just going to interject there. Chainers, this does not constitute financial advice in any shape or form. This is purely entertainment value. So if you are interested in crypto, do your research. Sure, you can continue. <laughs> and uh, do not 
cash in your children's college fund for this. Do not invest anything in crypto that you cannot afford to lose. It is very volatile, very speculative. Please. <laughs> okay. So cryptocurrencies that they can look at, which are, in my opinion, quite nice, uh, is Etherlend, Coscoin, Stellar Lumens, XLM, uh, Ripple, which is XRP, KuCoin Shares, Vibe, Sonam, Funfair, Neo, um, Dautum, Burst, Steam Coins, Rayblox, Omis Go, BNB Tokens, Cardano, um, Stratus, IOTA, Gollum, Quantum, Burst, uh, said Burst, Dash, Monero, Deep Brain Chain, EOS, uh, New Economy Movement, which abbreviation is XEM, Sire Coin, which has potential depending if the developers can pull off the concept. Um, Ethereum, of course, one of my favorites. Bitcoin has great potential for this year if they can pull off what they want. Bitcoin Cash has a lot of backing from miners in China. Tron has potential. It's got a good team behind it and it's a very cheap buy-in. Um, Verge, Kincoin. Yeah, those are just a few which definitely deserve your attention and research. And if it's a team and a concept that you believe in, then, you know, do whatever you feel. Have some fun with it. You know, maybe you buy a few thousand tokens for $100 and next thing you know, they're valued at $20 a coin. Or or you lose everything. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> I asked you what coins you'd buy. I didn't ask you to actually list every coin there is out there. <laughs> 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 I think I'm a thousand four hundred short there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy how they just all keep popping up. So mm. let me ask you something quite ironic now. Cryptocurrencies, the word crypto, it basically means that it's stuff's encrypted, it's secure, but let's chat about security of your cryptocurrencies. So I know that there's a lot of exchanges that people can use. Some exchanges have been hacked in the past. If people are trying to secure their crypto, what, what would you recommend they do? Would you recommend buying something on an exchange and then immediately transferring it to your wallet? Or what would you recommend you do in your accounts and moving and trading just generally? Well, hopefully what your listeners are going to do is they're going to plan to hold crypto for the long run. It's not a good idea to day trade crypto. It's far too volatile and hype driven to try and use other financial principles to figure the market out. Of course, we do apply the same principles that we learn in those degrees to trading, but uh, it's very unpredictable. So what you want to buy, you want to buy on a dip and you want to hold and you don't want to hold an exchange because the exchange can be hacked and you'll lose all your currency and it's going to be very hard to take legal action against that exchange. So you should buy yourself an external wallet, such as a Nano S Ledger or Trezor or other similar ones. Make sure it's not secondhand. And then basically what it has on it is your key. So it, it makes it pretty much impossible to hack your wallet unless the person actually has your ledger with the password 
and yeah it's just it's it's definitely the safest way and even if you lose that ledger you have uh, a 20 word phrase which you can put into another one and it will basically be this backup in cyberspace of what you had there on your ledger and everything will be hunky-dory a-okay uh, it's actually quite impressive so that's what i definitely suggest if you're going to be putting a significant amount of money that you can afford into cryptocurrency don't be lazy and leave it on exchange because that's that's not going to go down well great and then on the exchange as well there's also things like two-factor verification and there's a google authenticator you can get it to text yeah. you there's a whole bunch very, of ways very important yeah there's a whole bunch of ways that the exchange actually tries to protect you as well which is great because look i'll be honest all the hacks that happen it was pretty much way before all of this stuff was being done or on immature exchanges but nowadays even if you have somebody hack your pc and find your password somehow to get into exchange they should have your cell phone as well otherwise they're not going to be able to get the money out of there and that's that's a really great functionality that exchanges have um, had so like like i said i don't want to be overly negative they the exchanges have done a phenomenal job in protecting the consumers since then because the exchanges do make a, a fair amount of money off of you trusting them and using them so yeah yeah no it, it's definitely important and i think considering the investment for securing your accounts it's definitely worth it you know like if you're going to put any sizable amount of money you definitely want to secure it and have it backed up and make sure that you're not going to be losing anything yeah Definitely. I mean, but at the end of the day, hacks do happen. I mean, I know in the United States, one of the major credit bureaus was hacked and the data of 100 million people was compromised, you know, so and, and that's a massive credit bureau, you know, you would think that such a large organization like that would in essence be hack proof. I'm using quotation marks. But if someone wants to find a way in, they generally will. It, it may take them a lot of time. It may be complicated. but any little step that you can take to secure yourself is definitely better than nothing, right? Mm. Fantastic. Chainers, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round. Chainers, if you're looking for more information on crypto, head over to chainofwealth.com slash crypto. There you can enroll in crypto school where we have a whole course for you where you can learn all about crypto figure out how it works and expand your knowledge and figure out if it's a right investment for you. That's chainofwealth.com slash crypto. All right, Dominic, let's dive right into one or two bit more personal questions for you. So let's chat about your personal investing and your investing for your company. When did you start it and what sort of return have you seen to date? Mm, so I, I won't talk about my personal investment. Uh, I don't want to be targeted, but the, the, the corporate portfolio, I started managing in March last year and today it's kind of, a, it's quite a bit of a low, but I've made a 819% gain on their funds. Wow. That's a sizable percentage gain in, <laughs> in a very short period of time. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Uh, and then obviously this is put back and diversified into uh, capital 
capital expenditure, so buying new machinery and assets. And from an advice perspective to your viewers, in a, if in a year time they get lucky and they, they make really large gains, obviously do take a little bit out and diversify, put it into property or something along those lines so that you can continue um, manifesting wealth, even if, for example, there is some kind of catastrophic event uh, with regard to cryptocurrencies, which is very unlikely, but you know, you never know what might something happen. Something <laughs> to, yeah, you never know. That's the whole point of hedging. You never know what might happen. So don't sit there with all your eggs in one basket. Even if you have a diversified portfolio, if you're listening now and you become a crypto millionaire in the next year, um, pull a bit out, rent a flat. And I think it's decent advice, not financial advice, but you know, decent advice. <laughs> I love that. So Dominic, we've absolutely loved hanging out with you. Do you have any other last parting piece of advice for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye. Uh, do your research. Don't jump on the hype bandwagon. Uh, always diversify. And don't sell your children's college funds. For, uh, for, uh, uh, don't gamble, you know. <laughs> don't do that. Chainers, don't gamble. You don't want to risk more than what you're going to put in. So we've been hanging out with Dominic Florzak. He is a cryptocurrency trader. He deals in crypto. He deals in corporate cryptocurrency. He has a portfolio that he's managing. And, you know, at the end of the day, cryptocurrency is a very new space. You need to figure out whether it's right for you and how much you want to risk. Chainers. We really hope that you've enjoyed our crypto special. If you're looking for more information, join Crypto School. You can head over to chainofwealth.com slash crypto. There you'll be able to sign up for our newsletter and Crypto School, where we will teach you exactly everything you need to know to get started in crypto. That's chainofwealth.com slash crypto. And lastly, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. Catch you on the flip side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.